0: So welcome to episode number eight of the Transportation Management Podcast. Topic of today is the business object Tour, abbreviation for transportation order. We're getting bolder. Now. <laughs> With our yeah. And my name is Thomas Quintus I'm still Scrum Master of the team Freight Order Management. Some years ago, I've been in the team of uh, transportation Request, so. Which is not the topic of today. <laughs> yeah, this I just mentioned because, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and we are four people here in the room today.
1: Okay, maybe let's introduce ourselves. Uh, my name is Simona Grabler. I am an intern in development team two, freight order management, and I'm more of a second moderator today.
2: My name is Patrick Hornig. I'm the team architect of the forwarding order management team. But the reason why I'm here is that I was for a long time the one of the team architects in the freight order management team who is responsible for the business object transportation order.
3: Yeah, my name is Bert Dittrich and I'm still one of the uh, team architects uh, for BO BOTOR team Two. Maybe Dragos uh, uh, join us later. He's also now one of the team architects for TOR. A lot, a lot of architects. Area. Yeah, yeah, a lot of architects here.
1: So, uh, as we already mentioned, uh, Tor is one of our business objects. And I guess uh, to start with, we should maybe talk about high level. What is the purpose of the business object Tor in TM? Yeah.
3: Me? Okay. Okay, I start. <laughs> okay, yeah. First of all, maybe the first question could be, what is a business object? Um Everything in TM is based on BOPF, which will be another episode then. Um, the business object processing framework, basically a way to yeah, handle your data, to <laughs> uh, make it very short. And we have some business, ob- actually we have a lot of business objects uh, in TM, not as many as we had in seven O. maybe we come to that later. And uh, basically you could, could say from the transactional perspective, uh, the most important business objects are the TRQ, the transportation request, which is uh, taking care of all transportation requirements. So one of the incarnations would be OTR, so order-based transportation request, um, which is a representation of a sales order, same thing for deliveries, uh, and then also for forwarding orders and forwarding quotations, all that. So everything which is the original demand, that is a TRQ, transportation request. And everything after that and before paying, so everything which is planning, which also already includes routing, we'll come to that later, execution, purchasing, yeah, basically that, um, is covered in the transportation order. So as soon as you make a planning decision, as soon as you touch execution, as soon as you subcontract, you're basically in the tour area. Right? Is that well, fair enough? Huh? So that is basically, so everything important, basically. Yeah? <laughs> from my uh, objective view okay yeah that is basically what it's all about so of course the other BO's uh, later then for, for invoicing etc but everything between order taking mm-hmm. and paying is Tor so the Tor business
1: object is in general cases uh, result is a follow up for the TRQ business objects or can we also have Tor business objects in the system or documents resulting from Tor without yeah. having
3: a TR I point. mean, maybe first we should go um, then into the different incarnations of, of Tor. So what categories, Tor categories we have. But first of all, yes, we can have uh, Tor instances, Tor documents, also without having a transportation request before. Example would be a relocation freight order, but now we're already jump-starting into the different um, TOR categories. So maybe we should start with the categories, because for some of the categories, we definitely need um, a TRQ. And that seamlessly uh, uh, leads us to the freight unit. And that is the first um, TOR category. Um, Yeah, TOR category, by the way, generally speaking, if we talk about categories in tm that is something we can code against so it's nothing you would define as a customer or a project the category um everything which is called type or so that is then customizing and typically should also end up or should be mapped to a category so you can have a lot of different freight unit types but all of them are of the category freight unit i mean we already had our very first episode once about freight unit and freight unit billing uh, but maybe still, we could add some words about the role of the freight
2: unit, Patrick, your baby, huh? Yes.
0: <laughs> maybe <laughs> for sake of completeness, we should first list, uh, first? Okay. Other list.
2: C- categories. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, as already mentioned, we have the freight unit, so the FU, the abbreviation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> FUN, <typically. laughs> Sorry for that, but <laughs> it is like it is. Um, the second category we have is uh, the freight order, which is more about the. A truck which is which is moving around and that's usually covered in the freight order. We have the maybe
3: maybe just because it's a bit surprising, so we always call it freight order. The so technical name is TO, and you very often also find it uh, as a category active. So all that uh, so active tour um, TO as a category, mm-hmm. I think um, that is all what we call freight order. Sorry,
2: just so. The um, third category which we have is the booking order app abbreviation would be BO Um, that's more about um, ordering transportation from a a carrier for example for an ocean transportation or for an air transportation and the fourth category which we have is the transportation unit currently uh, only in the incarnation of a trailer document so something which has to be moved by for example a truck and that's modeled as a trailer um, tour instance which is a TU
3: yeah. And yeah, we come to that, uh, a bit deeper then. And currently means, uh, March, yeah. 2013. Doesn't feel like March. So from weather perspective, it's more January or so, but it's March. <laughs> and, um, we are developing that one, but we are talking about 9.0. Yeah. And we also TU, the transportation unit is something that has been introduced with, uh, 9.0, specifically for our friends, uh, in Australia that were one of our mm-hmm. development partners on that one
2: i think one important thing about general the the um, categories of a transportation order so each instance of a transportation order must have a category so you cannot have a generic tour instance or something like this so on when you create a transportation order it will directly have a category exactly
3: and they all share the same type custom i Maybe that's also important so all Tor types, so freight order types, freight unit types, etc., share the same table, customizing table, C, Tortu, um, with Y at the end. Um, and that is also why you can't have the same type name for freight orders and freight units, for example. So that's also important. Not only that they share the same, um, the same instances, the same nodes as a BO, but also the customizing is the same again for sake of reuse. And maybe that's also, yeah, you should also maybe say some words about why is it one, um, business object and not, uh, many as we had in 6070. Maybe, okay, go into a bit of history in 6 or seven o we had a, like a BO for everything with then many sub nodes for, for even more. So in 6070, we had like a freight unit as a separate BO. with regards to Matthias. Um, we, we had a planned transportation activity. Then, optionally, we had a tour object. Then we had... Uh, executed transportation Ah, activity. yeah, not to forget about the executed <laughs> transportation activity. Then we had... Shipment order. Shipment order, freight order, and the booking as a... Yeah. And all that, since keeping all that in sync and even, let's say, just using similar functionality for, for the different uh, object... Um, was very complicated and we said okay a, a lot of the functionalities is similar so for booking freight order for example um, it's all capacities that i can use to to assign freight units and and even freight units are pretty much the same they have items they have okay we come to that later they have stops so kind routing, of routing? No. they have routing they have times that they need um on their Way. And all that is very similar. If you, if you look at it uh, from a, take a step back and look at what is actually the requirements to store data and also functionality wise. So like make a carrier selection for freight order, but then you also might do a carrier selection for booking and even kind of carrier selection for the freight unit. Something we call direct shipment options. Check the opportunities to directly ship the freight unit. And all that is way easier if you have the same underlying data structures. Of course, then you have some fields which doesn't make sense uh, in, in all. Um, so now it's like the freight unit building rule information that we have in the BO. That really only makes sense for freight unit tours. But let's say we haven't counted them, but let 80% of the fields are reused between them and the same pretty much the same for the actions, for the determinations.
2: That's one, one example, for example, the quantity aggregation. So you have Mm. a set of cargo, which you have to transport somehow, which is modeled as an item, which we, which we discuss later. But, um, so to aggregate that information, what's the total quantity, which, which is in one business object? It doesn't matter if it's a freight unit, it's a freight order or it's a booking order. So it's from a technical perspective, just the same, the same functionality, the same coding, which we execute. Unless it's and, uh, air. <laughs> Unless it's air maybe, yes. So we have to check some. Yeah. In some situations, it's not the same. But in, in most situations, we, we can just use the same functionality hmm. across all business objects.
3: And also for air. Okay, so saying that for air, we skip the um, uh, the weight of the ULDs, uh, if you calculate the total weight. But that's the same thing, again, then for freight units and for, for bookings um, for air. And it's not so much category-driven, but more mode driven so yeah to make it short, that uh, the ratio behind this there's a lot of reuse basically that comes with a lot of opportunities there's also a certain risk specifically for you if you enhance our business objects always be in mind the negative cases so if you want to enhance the freight unit you are you check for the tour category freight unit please otherwise you can have surprising effects yeah so that is uh Uh always important that you must make sure that you know which scenario you are in currently or which scenario anyway but also which um, to you so always think about negative tests that you do not start your freight unit billing for the booking for example yeah all that by the way so what are the actions that and fields which make sense All that is basically covered by our field control class. So if you, okay, that will be another (laughs) episode maybe, but uh, if a field is input enabled or not, all that is defined in field control. The class behind is uh, is CMTMS, CL underscore Tor underscore FC. Then uh, then it becomes a bit ugly and lengthy, Uh, but there is where all the actions and, and fields are defined if they're enabled or not, basically, or mandatory. That is then scenario dependent. Yeah, if we really started going back to history, um, I think originally it was just uh, the plan to uh, consolidate the freight order and the shipping order, shipment order in in 8.0. Then the PTR and the ETA joined, then the tour joined, and finally on our way to Leverkusen, (laughs) one day also the freight unit joined uh, the team. And so basically then, Everything which is playing execution made it into the Tor.
2: And even all the tendering relevant business objects w- which we yeah. had in place in uh, 6.0 or 7 are now part of the Tor business object. Exactly.
3: Oh, yeah, we even have, we forgot one Tor category, which is a tendering yeah. copy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <This> <laughs> that is technically separate. also a tender, yeah, technically it's, it's also a Tor instance. So that is, if you do tendering, uh, at a certain
2: point in time, the state is copied in so that that. Okay, to be honest, so from my perspective, we <laughs> didn't mention it, so did not forget it, but we just didn't want to mention it. But mm. we definitely have forgotten one category. It's the service order. Yeah, that's something. Um, so if you want to subcontract something like um, cleaning fumigation of a container, for example, from an uh, ocean booking, um, to a To a certain business partner, you can create a service order for that cleaning activity and subcontract it as well yeah.
0: and here you can see that the tm podcast also reflects somehow our internal organization <laughs> <laughs> because service order is handled by a different development team and I hope someday we will also have a separate podcast about service orders
3: yeah today we focus on the logistical tour instances, which are the four we mentioned. Before. Did you forget more? No. Okay. I think so. (laughs) Don't have the domain open. Okay.
0: Okay, So let's go a little bit more into the details of the individual categories. The
2: freight unit can really be fast, right? But anyhow, yeah. Yeah, The freight unit, as already said, we have that already um, created podcast about the freight unit and freight unit building. Um, In general, freight unit is more or less a kind of um, view on the transportation requirements So, on the TRQ from, from a planning perspective. So, the most important information which is covered in the freight unit is the quantity which should be transported. So, how how many kilogram, how many, how, what's the volume, how many pieces do you want to transport and um, maybe the routing. So, if you want to have a multimodal transport for your, for a transportation requirement you can define the stages, how the goods should be transported already in the freight units and then plan those stages individually. So that's maybe the main purpose of the freight unit. And as mentioned, more information about the topic in the podcast number one, I guess. Yeah. Which you already listened, of course.
3: Yeah, you never know. But <laughs> if not, then you can.
0: <laughs> and freight unit also has its own UI. Yes.
3: Yeah.
2: Transaction,
0: oh, yeah, maybe but, okay.
3: yeah. something generally to, to mention. Every tour category has at least one UI configuration. Basically, you define that configuration so it should be used in the customizing, the tour type, uh, customizing, or booking type, fret order, fret unit, TU type, customizing. And if you don't maintain something, we have a default. Only exception or one exception, uh, already nine, oh, is air, where we have the same category. Oh, yeah. This a booking, yeah, where we have air and ocean, um, bookings.
2: And they have then two different UIs also, but both are the same category. So just speaking about the fret unit again. Um Freight unit is one of the business objects with which you cannot manipulate, um, so yeah certainly you can manipulate the freight unit with the freight unit UI but usually uh, the freight unit is really closely tied to the transportation requirement so if you want to change the freight unit you usually have to change the transportation requirement and as a result of freight unit building the changes will be then reflected in the freight unit. If you talk about items, I think. If you talk about items, mm, right. mm. Routing is something, of course, which you define in the freight unit or in the freight unit
3: UI. Ah, yeah, maybe that's also interesting. So um, talking UI and freight unit routing. So one place where you also see Tor instances of freight units uh, is the actual route in the forwarding order UI. Why is that? As we said, planning and routing is part of planning. Uh, It's always defined in a Tor instance. So freight unit is a TOR instance, which is then connected to that forwarding order. And so here you also see the actual route. You see, you look at the freight unit, which is then bound to the TRQ. But as Patrick mentioned, there is no freight unit uh, without um, TRQs. Coming back to your question, Emmanuel, from the beginning, could you have a um, TOR instance without a TRQ? For freight units, you can't. Yeah, okay. So as Maybe we, enough for the freight unit, huh? I guess, so yeah. Since we have to do that,
1: so. so as we have our freight unit right now, of course, uh, we have to do further planning steps, and for that we need the other TOR uh, categories we talked about. So probably we should start with freight order, as it's probably a little bit yeah. more simple in some cases than
3: booking orders. Yeah, freight order. So basically you can look at a freight order as a truck transportation. That is what it typically uh represents so that's in the easiest case start with FTl uh it would be a truck which could first of all uh c- handle one or more typically freight units uh? so you could would have two freight units going from a to b and another one second one a to c and you would do that with one truck FTL full truck load freight order then that freight order would go from a to b and b to c. How that is modeled is something we talk about later. So you have a routing also in the freight order. And you have times uh, which are relevant in the freight order. And you have the assignment of the freight units to that freight order. Plus, that is a requirement, uh, fulfillment side. Plus, you do the, the planning on that freight order also. So you choose the resource, if you outsource or not. If you outsource, the carrier selection is done for the freight order um due to the ex- execution from there so capture events like departure arrival yeah basically i think that is what what's the main purpose of freight order is there's a specific type freight order so far talked about um, ftl uh, for L- for ltl less than truck load uh, we also use uh, freight orders so far it is per od pair one there might be enhancements in the future, but we talk about the uh, um, um, past and uh, the present and, and the, the present, so, yeah, <laughs> and the very new the future, available present, available <laughs> presence, yeah, <laughs> 9.0 presence. <laughs> but that might change as any anything might change that we talk about today, of course. So threat order is tracking representation, so to say. Okay. I guess that's... And it may also, yeah, fret order, it's the modes also define um, that. So, mode of transport, road, and rail, that both
1: goes into fret order. But, for example, we don't have any difference in the UI. If we have mode rail or road, there's no
3: No, we're talking 9.0, uh, then no, not. Okay. That hopefully, yeah, also, uh, yeah, which might change in the future. If we address rail specifically, uh, then we also have a specific UI for that, yeah. That is all one UI so far. It also covers the ERP, uh, or com- the f- um, shipments coming from ERP. But, okay, that's, that's another. Integration to ERP, <laughs> that's another topic. But, maybe, okay, freight order could also um, end up or coming from an ERP shipment uh, document, yeah? No freight unit, not, but a freight order could.
0: And this would be an example where you don't have a transportation request in the TM system
3: before that would be an example where you don't have a transportation request as a, you, you can also create a thread order just you go in, you create a thread order. you save it you, you find the stages, for example, if you relocate your truck., yeah. or I think one, our friends in Australia also had the requirement to pull a truck with another truck uh, so that and then to keep track of the uh, resources you would create that thread uh, order. There. Yeah, anything we forgot for the freight order? Seems to be about it. <laughs> yeah, I think really, the sequence of stops, as we mentioned, is very flexible, right? So you can change it, insert stops. There's no specific stop roles or so. There is uh, just stop. one stop is like the other stop. For the freight unit, for example, you have the pickup, first pickup, then file delivery, and everything in the middle is uh, kind of routing, stages stop, or self delivery. But for freight orders, um, it's uh, every stop is more or less the same and uh self-delivery freight orders yeah that also if if your customer delivers something to you just want to capture that so you don't plan for that and you don't execute that and you didn't even pay for that but you want to keep get that execution information that would also be a self-delivery or customer pickup freight order yeah okay i think for freight orders high level that should be enough maybe make a deep dive in another session then. Good, so let's
1: start with the freight booking maybe right now, a little bit more complex maybe at some
3: points. In one sense it's more complex, in the other it's it's the same pretty much. (laughs) And a lot is
2: the same, that's awesome. So as said, freight order is more or less directly bound to the transportation mode road. If we are talking about the transportation mode air and transportation mode ocean, we uh, create freight booking to handle that transportation. A freight booking usually has ac- exactly two stops to make it easier at the beginning. Um, that's the so-called port of loading. If we talk about um, ocean business and the port of discharge, so where the, the things, the containers, for example, go on the ship, port of loading, and where the um, containers are unloaded from the ship, it's the port of discharge. And you don't have a quite flexible um, stop structure in the booking, so where you can load at different parts or unload at different ports. Currently, the booking order has exactly two stops. Might um, change.
3: Two load, uh, to say maybe two load, two, uh, one loading and one unloading stop. So where a freight unit could go into the booking or, or leave it, so to say. Yeah. There might be some yeah. intermediate stops. We come to the stops uh, later in more detail. But really, you have. Yeah, one point where you enter the booking <laughs> with the freight tunes and one where you leave it. Um And that could be the port, and I think in the ocean case. And for ocean, it could also be the CFS container freight station, which is yeah, another place before where the actual container is built, and that would also be done within the booking. That there's one speci- oh, we also forgot about one freight order type. <laughs> it's a DRAY or transfer order or freight order for pickup. Uh should we Yeah. So uh, for the booking, you um, you have the port of loading, port of discharge. But if you are um, an LSP, like some of our bigger customers are, then um, they also build the container. They consolidate into a ca- container at a container freight station. And for the sake of oh. simplification, we also model that in the booking. So then the booking has not only that port of loading, port of discharge stop. But additionally, the CFS booking pickup, booking delivery uh, stops, the CFS stops. And that are, in that case, then the ones uh, which are used for freight units. So you can only assign a freight unit from CFS to CFS then. This is driven by a, a booking type customer, so you can define if uh, – If you have a consolidation location or not, I think in the past we had the nice name service level at port of loading and service level of port of discharge. So basically it means I have a consolidation location before the port of loading and after port of discharge. And uh, for that stage then, yeah, from the CFS where you build the container. So the loose goods are the trade unit is loose and LTL goes into the, um, into the CFS. Then their uh, container is built. And from there, there's a transfer order in air terms, a uh, um, dray order in ocean terms, which goes from the CFS or gateway, that would be air then, to the actual port of loading where you hand it over to the carrier. Then, of course, carrier haulage, merchant storage comes into play, but let's say carrier haulage, so you take care of that uh, lag as well, then uh, you would… Um, create a transfer order, which is then a freight order again, because it could, it's just truck typically, so the mode of the transfer is truck, Mm -hmm. and it can also consolidate then the transfers for multiple air, in that case, uh, bookings into one transfer order. So that is another, uh, but that's just a type of a freight order again yeah in there in, yeah there might be enhancements for for bulk <clears throat> coming where you because as we said, the mode defines the cut, and the mode ocean or inland waterway would falls into the category booking, and uh, so there might be enhancements uh, um, that you can also have bulk uh, bookings which then have a more flexible stop structure because the uh, bulk vessels are more like a truck. Yeah, but as of today, the, no, the stop structure, so where I can go on the booking and leave it, that is uh, very fixed for, for freight order. But that is also the nature of that container, ocean container uh, uh, business where you book port to port. You don't use that vessel and you load, unload the vessel. So for you, it's a port to port capacity. However, you still have the routing information, which is for air, I think relevant, uh, and also for ocean. Things like first port in U.S., which you need for customs, et cetera, can be stored then in the booking, but you wouldn't be able to join. Then The reason for that is, first, it's the nature of the business. Uh, you book port-to-port, and also, of course, it simplifies some things. Uh, if you know that I only have one point where I load and unload, then you can make a simple UI for the items. Um, for example, for the cargo, because there's it's not stop-dependent, it's the same cargo end-to-end, so you can simplify things there. If you know specific roads for the freight order, well, well, come to that later. Maybe if you talk about items, etc., items can join or leave, or items goods can join or leave uh, <clears throat> the freight order at any stop, and so all that cargo management is more complicated in that case. Yeah. Then, last one yes. is trailers. TU, technically, transportation right. unit. Talk about categories. Yeah, one of our favorites, I think. Um, basically, that one is the most is it flexible one, or stands in the middle somehow. So it represents, as an example, a trailer. And that's also the first physical incarnation that you can use of it, that you can use it for. So it represents a trailer. And the trailer, as Patrick already mentioned before, can be pulled by a freight order, typically. That might be enhanced for bookings as well, for ferries. Um but uh, it also can and will typically transport goods so it can also get assigned freight units into the trailer yeah so it has both sides it has aspects of the freight unit because it must be pulled like a freight unit it must be moved by something else It is a freight order at the moment future might be booking as well and uh, on the other hand um it is a capacity like a freight order and a booking and then here again you see that reuse right so It has both aspects and uh, that that it's the same technical object makes it easier to reduce it. So, and yeah, for the future, you could also imagine that the container can be, could be a TU maybe just from a, let's say, conceptual perspective or kind of shipping sets or, yeah, different uh, kind of things that you can then consolidate uh, together. But at the moment, it's a trailer. Now, if you talk about 9.0, we can use it for a trailer. Also have flexible stops. So have a lot of potential stops where things can join and unjoin. And it has a um, uh, specific thing is that it uh, joins or is linked to a freight order typically. So you cannot subcontract the trailer. You can only subcontract the freight order. And you can have for different stages, you can use different trucks. So like uh, in German, it's Begingswap like a trailer swap in English, I think. Where the same trailer goes A, B, B, C, C, D. And for all the three segments, you use different movers. Or you just decouple the trailer. It waits for a while and is picked up like next morning by somebody else. You swap trailers between uh, different freight orders or trucks, basically in, in real world trucks. And then in our terms, it's a freight order. That is... Uh, but still have the same cargo inside. So you assign a freight unit, the cargo to the trailer, and then you handle the trailer, but it's a complete unit then if you just do the routing. So if you go from, let's take an example, Hazelmayr in Australia to a mine site, um, deep in Australia, then you build a smaller road train at the beginning with two trailers. Then you can, on, on the main leg, you can combine three trailers, and on the mine side, you might even combine four trailers or so, but it's then stage dependent really. And it's different trucks also that do that exercise. Yeah.
1: So did you, as well as the uh T.O. we before, offer capacity? Yep. But it's not able to,
3: let's say, move without the freight order. Yeah. Only downhill. No. <laughs> only. Yeah. <laughs> no. It, it cannot move uh, by itself. Exactly. It always needs a freight order at the moment. And as I, as we mentioned, my be extended later for ferry examples huh? you can also okay. move the trailer on a ferry ferry is ocean, ocean is booking so it's kind of logical that we will provide also assignment of trailer to bookings in the future but not yet but we have a great future for the TU I think. <laughs> anything we forgot on, on TU so we disabled really it's a combination of things a default route can also like a freight unit can also have a default routing I think we mentioned that when we talked about a freight unit and trailer has the same thing so go from your warehouse to a mine side to take that example again. You might have a default routing, where you change the assignment that is a reuse there.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, I mean, now that we heard a lot of details about the individual, uh, talk categories, um, may, maybe it may, may makes sense to look on a complete business process and see which different categories are the can the be involved important. In- documents in each step. I guess we mentioned possible.
1: already some of these connections, but maybe to wrap it up again, yeah, yeah, what yeah. is so the connection between... Maybe let's take one
2: truck, trailer, freight unit example. Do Patrick, uh, that's yes, so usually if you have, a so for example you have a, a, a TRQ, so a forwarding order, let's make it easy, uh, without any order integration, you have a forwarding order which should be transported from A to D, or cool. if yeah. you have some interesting locations, you may name them. Let's say from again. Weinheim to Berlin. From Weinheim to Berlin. Everybody yeah. knows those cities. Um, at least Weinheim. Let's say Lützel, Okay. And you, now, for example, you, you want to, um, so you load, you have your warehouse in Weinheim and you, you load your trailer in Weinheim. So you would create, for example, a TU resource or a TU document. Um for the or first you would first, create a yeah, freight, freight unit, unit, unit right? yeah, of so for exactly. my freight unit, which is lucky enough to travel to Berlin okay. and on the cargo level, you actually don't know how the goods will be transported because you already know those goods will be loaded into a trailer, and that trailer will then be moved from one location to another, and maybe the truck will be swapped, and so on. So first of all, we would create a trailer document, which has also the locations, Weinheim and Berlin, for example, and we would load the created freight units to that trailer. Could be done in the cockpit, for example. So a transportation cockpit, you would create your, um, on the one hand side, you would, for example, select all the freight, freight units, which are going out of um, Weinheim. And you would, in the cockpit, you would then create the trailer document by exactly, tra- uh, by mm-hmm. for example, dragging and dropping the freight unit, to a passive vehicle resource, and as a result, a trailer document would be created, uh, which which has a start location in Weinheim and the destination location in Berlin, for example. Or maybe we can make it a bit more complicated. Even more complicated. So maybe in Hanover, let's say we
3: use one trailer uh, to go to Hanover for for my freight unit. So it's uh, it's a cross dock, basically, in, in Hanover, which is roughly in the middle. Um so the freight unit has two stages, one to get to to Hanover and another one from Hanover to Berlin. And then for that stage, I could use a trailer, right? So I would as you mentioned, I would could take the stage, a freight unit stage going from Weinheim to Hanover, A to B to make it easier for the non-Germans here. Even the Germans wouldn't know where Weinheim is right. It doesn't matter. So from A to B, uh, I would take uh, the first stage and create a trailer document. TU, and that TU then again could use different freight orders to get there, right? So maybe there would be one truck going direction of Hanover and back, and another one coming from Hanover to Weinheim and back, and they swap the trailer in the middle. So in that case, we would have a freight unit with two stages, and the first stage would point to one trailer, and that one trailer again has two stages to get to Mannheim and two freight orders taking care of that transportation. Unfortunately, in the physical world, that's very simple to do. So we have to be able to model that as well. Yeah. So, and then of course, the second stage of the trailer, okay, the second stage of the freight unit first from B to C, Hanover to Berlin. It's again a question do I put it on a trailer or do I put it on a freight order directly? Or do I use is there a channel also? Landwehr channel? <laughs> if I go to go by vessel, I could also assign it then to a booking. Yeah. So always it's always like a forward assignment, right? So as a stage, one or multiple stages of a requirement document, like a freight unit, can be assigned to a capacity, which can be a TU, freight order, or booking. And then if it's a TU, the TU stages can again be assigned to a freight order. And we take over some data. We come to the takeover and non takeover thing then later. But uh, we take over like the item information that you will find that same items in all the documents then. Yeah. Sorry for complicating the example, but we need to, to to swap the trailer.
0: Maybe we need
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, I think that's typical physical reality also that trailer swapping and yeah. Yeah,
1: Okay. Uh, maybe as we already talked about some stuff like items or stopped on the way. Um, as this is about a business object, we want to talk about, uh, more technical details of this business object. So maybe to mention what is included in this business object or
3: nodes or something, maybe. Yeah. I think the, let's say we won't talk about all the nodes. I think the most important one are root node, the items stops, and then the overview node. Um, so high-level, I would say, the root node, yeah, contains root information, like the, if it's an execution document, uh, the carrier that uh, takes care of that, and document types, tracking, so if, if I do track or not, um, printing assignments, typical root um, information that you also find in the type customizing. Yeah, the type customizing that makes it into the root. Then, uh, Patrick, you want to go for the items? High level first?
0: I mean, before Mm? leaving the root, I mean, when I joined the so-called Tor team, uh, my first surprise was that I had expected whatever is there, for example, in a freight order on the general data tab is part of the root node. Oh,
3: not necessarily. Maybe a
0: little bit naive, but I was a little bit surprised when I had to look then in the, the model behind it.
3: Uh, yeah, we can't do it. I think first, at uh, first round, I just thought we, we should just mention then and then dive into okay, the, yeah. the, the other ones as well. So just maybe first high level what,
2: what we will talk about. And then, so yeah, next would be so. item we go to the items. I think we can distinguish our items. So actually our items have a category as well. And we can divide the categories into, let's say two sets of categories. One are items which represent uh, capacity and the other set of categories are the items which are representing kind of demand, so the actual cargo. So maybe we start with the cargo first. So we have usually, uh, for example, a product item which represents a standard product like you want to transport several, uh, whatever iPods, laptops, whatever. Um, could be a bulky product like uh, sand or salt or whatever. And as a second category, which we have is the, the palette item. Palette item represents, yeah, as an, well, it's actually called package item, I guess, but it could represent a palette or a package. And, or a package. <laughs> And that uh, package item usually contains further products, and uh, the third, what? or packages again? Or right? packages again, <laughs> if you have a package mm-hmm. hierarchy, right? And if you have, and the third category, which represents uh, cargo, is the container item. C- container item is a kind of has two um, sides. On the one hand side, a container item can be a uh, can be cargo, so to say. So if you already as a customer. Um, order transportation for an FCL container. So you say to the carrier, please ship my container from A to B. Um, then usually the, the container is, is considered as cargo. If you have an LCL scenario where you build the containers, you usually, Stuff, um, packages, which are, which, which should be transported into your container. And then the container is, um, considered as the second set of categories, which we have. So the, as the container is considered as capacity. And maybe we just continue with the capacity items, which we have. Um, so next capacity I think for the
3: container, the, the name is a bit surprising. It's TUR, it's like TU resource uh, historically. So that, that is the container, yeah. basically.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, as a next. Item which we which we have as which represents a capacity is the so-called passive vehicle resource item. That passive vehicle resource item represents a trailer, which we just talked about. So you should find passive vehicle resource items in a trailer document, so in the TU. And we have the active vehicle resource items, which represents the actual truck. So um, if if we look at the um all all items, for example, if you want or at the capacities all those capacity items will have a means of transport for example which represents that well, the means of transport mm. um, the
0: items capacities. might have
2: a, a vehicle resource like the passive and the active vehicle resource items will have or can have a link to a real master data vehicle resource based on that master data vehicle resource information we extract the capacity information so the capacity items can have a yeah, capacity information. What can be, how many kilogram can be loaded? What volume can be loaded on that vehicle item? And that's yeah, just from a category perspective, the items which we which we have in TM.
3: Then we have some also falling into that uh, book uh, into that capacity area for for booking. We have two more uh, item categories: the booking yeah. item, which is um, kind of the AVR, the capacity item for booking, so that which handles the capacity um, on booking level. So that is maybe one of the ones mm-hmm. that you expected uh, to be on root level. But since we have, taking that example, maybe why is, is that, uh, that we have everything in items, since you always aggregate uh, bottom-up, so you can say everything or products, which on a pallet makes a total weight of the pallet, then um the pallet can go into a compartment I think we forgot about that one. You uh, can also define compartments within a trailer, which is a passive vehicle resource so you can assign then the pallet into a specific compartment then you have to check the capacity on that level yeah on the on the compartment level. then that compartment is in a trailer which has again a capacity you have to check the sum of the weight, which is in all compartments against the trade item, and then you go on, on, on truck level also. And so it's always you aggregate bottom-up, and you have to do that capacity check on different levels. And let's say the, the root level or main capacity level is just happens to be one of them. Yeah? And that's why also the, that main item is um, um, also... An item, item. yeah. Uh, Of course, for simplification reasons, we also replicate some of that main information on root level, like total weight. Then then a means of transport, I think, from the main one is also on on root level. But structurally, and that's for trailers, specifically important, we can have multiple resources in the same document. Yeah. If we talk about rail, you can even have multiple locomotives uh, later. Not yet supported, but that's, uh, I mean, that BO model should hold for a while, so we always were thinking into the future, and that that's why you have the capacity items. There's also one to be complete, and anyway, we deep dived into the items. There's also booking capacity reservation item. Uh, if you talk about item categories, so if you have a booking with multiple containers you book, then you have that booking capacity reservation item, We can say I have five uh, 20-foot containers general purpose, and four um, tilt and, and for frozen or high cube or flat or whatever container, then it creates the uh, sub items, um, um, which are then container items again, TUR, um, items. So we have that aggregation level in the middle there. Then we have just for the sake of completeness for, but it's more for the sales, the freight units. Uh, we have also schedule lines, uh, as a, uh, okay. It's not an item category, but you can have then in that,
2: that are the examples where you have, um, product items. It is it an item and, category, ah. but it's mm. only available in the in the OTR, so only mm. in the TRQ okay. document. Okay. But if, yeah, okay, right. During freight unit building, we convert those schedule line information, which is coming from, from ERP, into product items on the freight unit side. Mm.
3: But that then in the OTR, you could have a hierarchy with products and products and then an non-available freight. But okay, that's all integration in freight unit building mode. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So that is. Um, the uh, was it high level or was it already item okay, let's say we, we deep dive into it and make it complete now did we uh, forget anything so we have this res- we have the aspect of cargo and weights and capacities, then one important thing is also. When does this item join and leave?
2: I think that is also something. Yeah, and in general, Mm. so Mm. how do you define which item is now loaded into which item, so to say? So which product is now loaded into which container? Mm. Um, That's defined by the item hierarchy. So each item has a so-called item parent key, which just references to its parent item. And in case, for example, a product item references the container as parent item, that actually means that the item is now loaded into that container and that the container so to say um, inherits the quantity or at least the uh, net quantity of the Ah. of the product quantities items quantity item is something okay maybe
3: i i jump in uh yeah if if we do that so if we go uh, all the way up from the product to the package to the container to the compartment etc there's a very simple pattern for the weight specifically the gross weight or the sum of the gross weight of the child items make it into the net weight of the next level. So if I have five uh, pellets in one um, container and every pellet has a weight of 120 kg, then I have six, the sum of that is 600 uh, kg, which is the sum of the gross weights of the pellets. And then I have this net weight of that container um, net weight is filled with 600 kg and then you have the tar weight of the container itself so what what, what you maintain in physical properties uh, in in resource maintenance and the tar weight of the container and the net weight of the stuff which is inside makes again the gross weight of that TU which then uh, makes it into the truck if the container is put on truck for example so that's always that pattern for quantities. Fortunately for pieces it doesn't work that simple and they're Some exceptions, like for air, as mentioned before, because in air, the weight of the ULDs, the tau weight of the ULDs is ignored. That's a business pattern. So we have to ignore it as well. There's uh, one exception. But let's say as a rule of thumb, I think it's fair enough to say it's like that, to do it bottom up. Then I think one very important piece in the items, as we said, we copy that item. So if you have TRQ has that schedule line item I uh, brought in confusingly before. Uh, that makes it then into a freight unit item, if you define so. And that item is then copied into the freight order also of the freight unit is assigned. And for update, etc., we always need to know where does this item originally come from. So we have a more significantly part of the items, like four or five fields, where we may define, okay, that item originally comes from a TRQ. That TRQ has a root node, root instance X, huh, or one, two, three, and uh, original item was um, four, five, six. Huh? And that is where it originally comes from, that's the origraph root and origraph item. So that is where that item appeared first in TM, so to say. And then we have uh, the, the item and root key of the direct predecessor, as we already discussed before. The chains can be longer, yeah? TRQ, freight unit, TU, freight order. And then maybe later, all are going on a ferry. So, and then, uh, we always would also need to know, we always need to know what is the predecessor for that item. So where does it come from? That is, uh, the ref item key and ref root key. Yeah. And that, uh, all that maybe uh, is done when you change the quantity in the TRQ and then freight unit, etc. It will always inform the successor document that it also needs to update itself. Why is that? Because the threat order can be locked while the forwarding order is changed, the quantities. Huh? For example, or from ERP, even if the sales order gets a change and the freight order is currently in the optimizer run, you cannot just update uh, at that point in time. So that's why we queue that up. And um then we get the have that action update from related Tor, which is then doing all that updates. And for the items, it's update item TR. Should we mention why it's item TR? Item TR does not stand for Tor <laughs> but for transient because in the very beginning that node was a we had a persistent and a transient node uh, for items and um, we made the transient one then which was a mixture of the local items and the predecessor items. Finally we merged all that into one node and the node that was a transient node before became a Database, a persistent uh, node. And from that days, it still has the TR in its name. So it came from transient, uh, but uh, now it's Tor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, that update item TR. Yeah. That's why you see often item TR, not only the node name, but also in action names is checking what is the item situation in my predecessor documents. And what are my items, and if an item has changed or has been removed or added, then I also have to change or remove or edit in my document. So if an item is changed in the freight unit, the representation of freight order must be changed as well. And that is done by that update from created tour. And here we can do that, and maybe yeah, we can do it here because we know where does that item come from. We have that ref item key and ref root key. And pretty often, uh, we get questions why do we don't copy like attachments or so through, and there we have the problem that the current, currently there is no, we don't have an information for an attachment, for example, where it originates from. So we cannot currently distinguish between an attachment that I entered in the thread order and one that would come from predecessor. Now, I mean, creation is always simple, but update is where the the fun is. And if now an update comes from predecessor and we don't have that attachment anymore in the thread unit or oh, we still have it, yeah, then you have to, de- since you don't know that the attachment that you have in your freight order originally came from the freight unit, you don't know what to do, you can either delete all attachments and just take the ones which are on the freight unit, which would destroy your local attachments, the one that you created locally, or you could um, um, just add everything which is on the freight unit, so that, which would then mean every time I get any update from the freight unit,
0: I get another attachment. We have a version management then of the attachments in the
3: frame. Yeah, we would need one, but yeah. we don't have that uh, because that reuse component doesn't have that. And it's not only versions, but it's also the, that you at least know where it came from, if it's local mm-hmm. or not. And then that's, that's the reason why we cannot copy um, through. Okay. Yeah, that enough for the item. And then maybe right last thing is the stop, that we know where that item is loaded and unloaded. as a source stop key and destination stop key. Yeah. Uh, as you
1: already mentioned, stop now. Maybe we come to <laughs> the other node we already mentioned. Uh, we've talked about the items, which are more or less mainly relevant for the capacity side. And
3: now one of this left the root side. Also for the requirement side. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The cargo items. Ah, uh, maybe... Last thing for the item, we also have something that's called the topmost cargo item, or if you, the association name, I think it's also something like that, which is if, if we talk about the package hierarchy, yeah, so you can have package in, or product in package and package in TU. Um, and the topmost cargo item in a freight order or or booking order is, uh, the outermost item, so to say, which comes from a TRQ, which is where you actually paid for yeah? that is uh, this definition of the topmost cargo item. Yeah, so that, that, what, what does it mean? A container can be both. It can be the topmost cargo item in the FCL case of the forwarding order, or had that FCL item. Then that item is the outermost item which I get as an order. So that is the topmost cargo item. Whereas um, the LCL case, where I have pallets as in the forwarding order, and I put them into a container in the booking then the topmost cargo item is the pallet item maybe. because it, it's the one that's the level i'm paid for so to say maybe interesting for me now uh, how can i see
1: it like technically what is my uh, there's a flag
3: top there's a flag. cargo item or main main cargo item topmost cargo item something like that M- main main cargo item flag yeah, you see it. If you go into the bio test tool, look at it, you always will see that. And that's the outermost one. You could also say that the highest level where TRQ is uh, it's
2: the origin BO. Next question, why do we need that information? So <laughs> on the one hand side, on, on on TRQ level, those items, so the topmost items are the freight unit building relevant ones. And for example on freight order side, those are the charge relevant ones. So we are providing that information for charge calculation and that's then the level of, of calculation if you if you have if you want to base your charge calculation on item level. Yeah. Your cargo and here indicator. Okay. And you can actually split or remove or reassign items within a freight order. Um Yeah, I said, if you have, for example, two items, two package items in your freight order and you want to remove one because that one pallet doesn't fit on the truck anymore, you can only remove topmost cargo items. So you cannot split, for example, a product which is now loaded to a package. Uh, That's not possible. So you cannot um, split off a product item from a package item within the freight order unless the product item would be the topmost cargo item.
3: And I mean that's also the physical reality. I mean, that is the one where you have that uh where uh, which is shrink wrap <laughs> shrink wrap around, yeah. basically. Yeah, that's interesting that you have the product inside, but anyway it's one big package, so to say. And that's also that's uh, also, also our representation for that. So that is the physical maybe you could say that's a close to the physical reality. It's Not one-to-one, of course, but close. Close enough. Okay. I think that's enough for the item for overview. Maybe we can make a deep dive in another session, but <laughs> enough for the item, yeah. You already did, did try to move over <laughs> to <the> stop. <laughs> so maybe this time we can finally move over to the stop. Okay. <laughs> if you don't have anything to mention <laughs> yeah, would, but regarding the item. Well, I think it's enough for the moment. Get yeah, stop. Basically the stop. Everything which is related, uh, stop and stop successor, kind of is one pair for us. Um as in, I would say everything which is related to geography and times so where do I need to pick up something, where and when do I need to pick up something, where do I need to bring it to, and in which sequence maybe also, all that is covered with a stop and stop successor. Stop successor is um, so maybe a very simple example of a freight unit that goes from A to B, that would have one outbound stop stop category, again category, something we code against um, which is the outbound stop at A with times, and you have an um, inbound stop at B where you deliver it to. And to make, to bring them two into a sequence, we have a this node called stop successor, which is a sub node, technically a sub node of the first node, and has information about the target stop in itself. So that combines the two. Yeah, so you have one outbound stop, the stop successor, which points you to the next inbound stop. And the stop itself, as I already mentioned, inbound, outbound, so if you have a location where you arrive and depart, you always have a stop couple there, an inbound stop first, then an intra stop, uh a stop successor, and then an outbound stop where next departure is maintained. And um, you have, as I already mentioned, we have times, tons of times, so maybe we can, okay, that's a deep dive in itself. Basically, the requirement times, so for freight unit, you have, original, you have original requested times, and then from with some rules, with so-called pick-up-delivery-time window, or poodle uh, rules, uh, you define what is my tolerance, so to say, so if you use the optimizer also manually, what is the tolerance window that I have? It's already four times, huh? so it's earliest and latest, acceptables and then requested, so wish times, and then acceptable times. Acceptable start, acceptable end, and requested start, requested end. That is one piece. That's the requirement side. And then uh, you have the assignment side. As we already talked about, the assignment of um, requirement documents, like thread units to capacity documents, like thread orders, that is technically done on, on stop level. Why is that? We already talked about the examples where you use for the same freight unit or trailer different capacities for different stages. And as we now learn geography times, and stops the assignment is done on stop level. So in the, you can also see it in stop structure. You have one part of it, one include technically, which is what was it called? local data or requirement times. And then another one assignment data. And in that assignment, you say, okay, what is the capacity stop freight order or booking order or, Trailer document stop where I am assigned to and not only the stop, but also the item. As we learned, Kappa items uh, are also in place and it could be a compartment or the truck or, or trailer. And so I also defined what is a capacity item I'm assigned to. High level, at least we come item split. That is the, <laughs> okay, that's uh, another deep dive. Then you can, in execution, can deviate from that within a threat order, but that's the second part of it. And then you have also, um, if you now look into threat order aspects, again, you have that, uh, or you have also departure and arrival time. So when does a truck or vessel or airplane leave or arrive? And, um, uh, you have the kind of the loading times. Yeah. So the appointment times, basically. So when do I load my goods? And those are, then we reuse the uh, requested start end and acceptable start end times here um, to um, capture also the loading time windows. So earliest loading, coupling, and latest uh, un- unloading up um, on stop then is uh, reflected in the requested start end time of the responsive check. And on the UI, we call it then um appointment uh, times, yeah. Also, okay, to, to be complete, this loading sequence, the optimizer, for example, can also define a loading sequence. So I'm the first freight unit loaded at the stop or a fifth. That is also stored. Anything else in the assignment part? In the
2: assignment, not. No, on the requirement side of the stop? It's not necessarily the requirement, but the departure oh, okay. and mm-hmm. the arrival times. Did we talk about that already? Yeah, yeah, the planned okay. runs time.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, Other yeah. was um, stop roles maybe is something we can uh,
2: elaborate a bit more on. Do you want Patrick? Yeah, we, we, we introduced some so-called stop roles that we just have uh, that we just can identify the purpose of a certain stop more quickly, so to say. So, For example, we, I, we, we mark, for example, the, the freight unit pickup stop which is more or less the first stop of a freight unit with a certain stop role so that we can navigate or that we can select that stop uh, faster. And we have several other stop roles, like as I said, freight unit pickup, freight unit delivery, which marks the last freight unit stop. We have, uh, for the booking orders, we have, for example, the pickup. Uh, is it pickup? I don't know which. Booking pickup. Book? P- booking pickup, which defines the, the consolidation gateway. We have yeah. the booking delivery, which defines the deconsolidation gateway. We have the, um, main leg start, which is more or less the port of loading or the airport of loading. Or at a, or of departure, or how it's called, I don't know. And we have the main leg end, which is again the port of discharge in the ocean. Ocean business. Uh, what will we do have else, I think. Transit so in the Transit, stops, of yeah. course, yeah. We have That's in the booking, booking order, as as mentioned before. We have several. We can have several um, transit stops in the in the booking or in the main leg for customs purposes. For um, if if you have, for example, a booking which which is. Uh, Let's say served by different airlines, for example, um, we we can add multiple intermediate stops, and those are marked with a main leg transit, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Um, what do we have else? I think if we talk about freight units, we also have we have the the freight unit transshipment stops as well, where the um, where the freight unit is cross docked. Um, yeah. For freight yeah, orders, well, uh, for
3: freight orders, we have the, the historical ones, the standard stop initial, <laughs> which is just a yeah, just a stop, so nothing special. Um, and to be complete, TU, uh, we also have uh, pickup delivery okay. as a transit uh, in the middle. Maybe one thing, uh, two more things on on the stop. We also have one indicator if it's the first or the last stop. If we have a linear topology, the, but okay, that is also something. Um, special we won't cover that uh, today i think stop deep dive uh, can be another session so if the stop sequence is linear so i b c d then we also have a first and a last stop for ltl for example that's not necessarily the case in the future at least or or shipments coming from erp um, and um, one more thing important for the stop is the so-called current stop concept from freight orders for example, as we already mentioned, can it go A, B, C, D. Yeah. So it can have multiple stops. Now look into, but still you want to say, I know I have a departure, but the question is from where? Yeah? So if I on root level press that action departure, uh, that what we always um, do then is we check what is the current stop. There's a stop sequence or no, no stop current stop indicator uh, on a stop where we, where we kind of identify, okay, what was the last stop? where I had a reported actual activity, yeah, actuals, execution, done. So, um, and then I have a stop basically where the next activity happens. Example, I go A, B, C, and uh, after I departed from A, I said departed from A, the current stop, so to say, is the inbound stop at B because that is where the next activity will happen. So if I now said arrived, yeah, it means I arrive at B, yeah. And uh, that is relevant for that audit execution reporting, but also in the cargo management, you can decide if you want to see all the cargo or the items basically of all stops or only the ones of the current stop. If you have two like two warehouses, yeah, the second warehouse is only interested in that second um stop, typically, because that is where they need to load. And that is then what you can identify with the current stop, because once it arrives at B, that or it departs at A already. B becomes a current stop then. I think that's also important for the current stop here. And then maybe one more thing about um, stops is the time propagation. So um, as we said, we have multiple stops of stages. Yeah, So the couple of outbound, inbound stop and the stop successor is representation of the stage. And uh, if you plan the main lag, of course, the arrival of the first stage must be for the cargo cutoff time. Of the main leg and that is make sure also with the stop so we propagate the cargo cutoff time of the main leg booking for example into the acceptable end of the inbound the last the arrival stop of the predecessor stage and that is a harder constraint hard constraint for the optimizer for the scheduler but also for our checks if you don't see that the arrival is after that latest arrival you get an error Ah, a block and a check, the so-called cross-document time check fails then. We can also select uh, <clears throat> by that. So um, th- that is uh, also important. So we propagate the times between stops. If that gives a conflict, you have a planning stage, planning status. Um, yeah. And that makes it then uh, that's the way we make sure that you can um, plan separately, but still stay consistent. And very last thing about the stop, that is also the reason why the stop can be locked separately. So technically, the lock node is not the root node, but the stop node, because that allows us that you can, in the same point in time, plan the main leg. And, uh, the, if you like, if you have like four or five different stages, that, um, different stages can be planned separately at the same time, that you don't lock each other. So that's the, uh, Main lag planner does not block the uh, uh, first planner. If, if then we have a conflict that could happen, then you, you see that and resolve it later. Okay, maybe enough for, for the stop, for today at least. Maybe one more thing talk, when we're talking about um, execution, this, I know it's not on our list, but uh, we also have one more important note is the execution information note where you could, with reference to a stop or to an item, kind of enter events. Which could come from event management or locally could be um, reported like weighing, etc. Uh, but that will be another session. Then all that execution stuff, actual weight, um, um, deviations, discrepancies, etc. That is another episode then to come. To maybe. come, yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can just touch the overview then,
2: and then I think it's also enough for today. Huh? so is going for it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we just talked about the the items and the stops and and now we we somehow need or we had the requirement to display all that information somehow on the ui and it's quite sophisticated somehow to bring those nodes together and therefore we decided to create so-called transient node so that's a node which is calculated so to say during runtime which somehow combines all the relevant aspects of a Tor instance, and that's the so-called overview node. So the overview node is a node which mainly shows um, the root information, the stop information, and the item information, so which is loaded or what is loaded at which stop. That's actually mainly the, the overview. So um, from a technical perspective, as said, it's a transient node, it's calculated during runtime, and, um, if you look at that node, you will see, uh, yeah, a main entry, which rep- reflects the, the route information, like the truck information. If you, if you look at the overview node in a freight order, um, you will see the total volume, the total weight. And afterwards, afterwards, you see as in a hierarchical view, you will see the stop sequence, which, um, which the truck stops at. Um, and at each stop so the stop will be a sub or will be actually an entry in the overview itself but it will be linked to that root element by uh, using that um, parent key or key parent key link and um, each stop level will will show the the arrival time will show the departure time'll show the all that 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 uh, time perspective will show geographical um, information like the location, and then it will show all the items which will be loaded and which will be unloaded at this stop, um, as in the hierarchical view as well. So each item which will be loaded will be a sub-item of the stop, and yeah, that's more or less uh, the the root mm-hmm. info or the, the main information which is re- um, represented in the overview.
3: Yeah, and that overview is also used for example in the car but if you see the cargo management view that technically is also um, the overview and the reason is we can be flexible here we have that so-called uh, grouping yeah so there's a overview grouping which is basically a grouping and a filtering where you can say okay I want to group certain items for example all um, the freight units of the same products I want to have a grouping node for that that I just see how many Tons of that product do I have, but I, I don't care about the freight unit level or so, so you can define filtering. And then you can switch between <clears throat> that views. Or as an example would be the HBL numbers, the house bill of lading numbers. So all items or parts that belong to the same HBL, I want to see grouped together. And that overview together with that grouping, with a bit of a technical customizing, I have to, so we have to work on that one. Um, um, is very flexible so you can define your own grouping criteria your filtering criteria if you want to sum up or not and um, you can change that at runtime basically so you can switch in the cargo management you can have different views and then look uh, yeah, from di- different perspectives uh, onto that same document so to say that's the power of the overview
2: i think also, the overview can have a kind of uh, item-based view it can have yeah. a kind of stop-based view, and the third aspect is actually the the stage-based view. So from a technical perspective, each stop entry in the overview represents more or less the departure stop of the stage, but in the overview node itself, we also store the delivery stop of that stage, and therefore we can also display the overview in a way that it looks like the stages view, so that you really have in one entry, in one entry of the table, so to say, the departure and the arrival stop.
0: Hmm.
3: And if you look at that pure overview node without filtering, you really see what happens. So you see every single stop is actually all the times, and then all the, the complete hierarchy of, of all items. And then, of course, you can apply that filtering. Okay, I think enough uh, for today on on, on a higher level. Yeah, of course, we also have like a business partner node, which is very unexciting uh, in itself, so just a node with business partners. Um, well,
0: Document no. references, like
3: document like, reference, yeah. that kind of stuff. Also, the items also have some sub nodes like <laughs> MRN and numbers and, and, and all that. But I think we don't want to touch the complete
2: uh, node structure today. But the most important, uh, of course, pieces. the whole tendering process has its own yeah. area but, in the top business object. But I think we already, yeah, yeah, about plug, plug to uh, TMP2 tendering. So it's a sub node of, I think we mentioned that also.
3: At that time, also a carrier selection. You also have a carrier ranking list. Uh, so, if you have alternative carriers, there's also a note for that. I think that would be also more for a subcontracting, subcontracting episode. So, I think uh, for today, enough tour notes. Guess we got a pretty good
1: overview about the tour. Overview here. again. <laughs> <by the way.
3: laughs> Stage like or? Okay,
1: yeah. good. So, this was our. Episode number eight. Yeah. Hope you stay tuned for next. And
3: yeah. unlike for UI, we don't have a, a user parameter like tour expert or so, which you could have earned uh, uh, with that episode, like you did with a UI one. Sorry for that. So, but still, we hope it was worth listening and helps you understanding things a bit better and come back to the very beginning. So if you extend the tour, mind the categories.
0: Goodbye. Okay. Bye. Bye.